Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today, we are talking about Red Dead Redemption Part 2, Arthur's Revenge. And with me to discuss this tale of cowpokes and steers and ladies and guns and horse nuts is my good friends Craig. Howdy, partner. Not bad. And Luke. Yeehaw! Uh, you went a little more generic, but uh, <laughs> you I said cowpoke. I didn't know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> Partner? Partner's yeah. fine. You could have just copied Craig, or you could have just not said anything, nodded, and tipped your cowboy hat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that would have worked a good way one. better. Let my spurs do the talking. Exactly. We would have included a three-second gif along with this audio. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, just to get this out of the way really quick, we're going to use our usual format in that we know this is a quite recent game, and we're not going to spoil anything other than mechanics in part one. We will give a story overview of, you know, basically what you're getting into, but no spoilers about what happens in the story until part two. If you hear very jagged, abrupt audio clips, it's probably because we let something slip. So forgive us in editing on that one. So uh, to start us off, Craig, read the stats really quick. It's worth noting that we're only going to do the uh, single player and not the online part of the game. Oh, yeah. Also yeah, that's a good story well. mode. <clears throat> oh, okay. oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So it was developed by Rockstar Studios, published by Rockstar Games, written by Dan Hauser, Michael Unsworth, Robert Humphreys, and the music was composed by Woody Jackson. And it was released for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in October 26th of 2018. So on the briefest of brief story overviews here, let's get this out of the way, uh, you play as Arthur... what's his last name? Hastings Morgan. Moore? Morgan. Morgan. Ah, it's close. You play as Arthur Morgan, and you are on the run from something you did in a city. But it's never quite clear exactly what happened. You just know that a job went sour, and you are on the run with your gang, the head of which is Mr. Dutch. And Dutch we Vanderlind. will talk about... I was going to say the Vanderlind gang in detail later on. Okay. I'm sorry. Luke. I'm just, I'm just uh, so excited. Well, that was uneditable. What you just did there is uneditable. It has to stay like that. <laughs> uh, over the course of the game, you will visit various biomes. Like, Rockstar gave, made it a point to have, you know, this is a snow area. Here's a kind of a different area. So it's not going to be all, like, Oklahoma plains that you're playing on. And that's all we're going to do on the story for right now. I'm sure if you want to know more, you can Google it. Anyway, Craig... Or listen to part you. two next week. No, no, they're, they're no. already gone. Oh. Okay. Um, since you are the first one on the party list in PSN, yes. why don't you tell us, were you hyped for this? What, what were your thoughts on this? I, I was very hyped. Are you talking about pre-putting the disc in? Or yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Very, very hyped. Um, but not for that long, long. I was on the hype train but I got on the hype train as it was at full speed, you know, like a few weeks before. I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to get on the train. Why not? Um, generally speaking, my hype train is, is reserved for car crashes of games. <laughs> so <can> I, um, <laughs> I thought I'll jump on the bandwagon and uh, head on down to the OK Corral. Uh, is this going well? All right, yeah, no, no, that works. Okay, um, and yeah, so mucho excited. I took the day off work on delivery day, and um, that's the first time in a long time I've done that. Uh, what was your history with the Red Dead series? I played Red Dead Revolver, God, I can't even, I don't even know how long ago, and then Red Dead Redemption on the 360, um, not at release. I, it was something I picked up later on probably it feels like one of those ones where Luke would have been like ah oh, you gotta play this you gotta play this and I didn't um, and it's been forever ingrained in my brain uh, with that crossing into Mexico Jose Gonzalez music bit oh yeah it's been oh, one of my favourite bits of gaming of all time so I, did, I had very high hopes off the back of the first game okay uh, Luke what about you were you coming in as a fan yeah, I uh, hadn't played Red Dead Revolver. The first game was Red Dead Redemption. 
I think I picked that up on release and just plowed many hours into it without touching anything else and really fell in love with the world and the character so was really hyped to play this one was a little little bit disappointed that it was a prequel and never quite sure how they're gonna work out but um I was interested enough to get day one how about you Dev? and me personally I played Red Dead Revolver and it was a fun game you know it, it is what it was um and then somebody said there's a new open world cowboy game and you know i had to play it so i played i played a lot of red dead redemption 1 and was really coming into this as a fan like i was i also took the day off work i i even got a cowboy dinner man and the cowboy dinner was really good what's well, a cowboy but, dinner um a cowboy dinner was just a big old slab of beef some beans and some american biscuits american biscuits and that was it what's yeah because i know you the like stew dumplings, maybe I think something like that for us. No, the like, um, I guess the best way I could put it is they're like a savory pastry. Oh, okay, like a Yorkshire pudding, but, maybe. N- n- no, 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 no. no. Um, uh, think more like uh, the flakiness of a croissant, but in a roll type format. Mm, you're not selling it. Over well, here, we just have, like, Jaffa cakes and Kit Kats. That's a biscuit. I know. Yeah, those are biscuits. <laughs> Hang yeah, on. A Jaffa all, cake. All right, we a Jaffa <laughs> cake is the first example of a biscuit you think of. A Jaffa cake. <laughs> I, I like Jaffa cake. cakes quite a bit. They're, they're good. Uh-huh. Uh, Twix and Kit Kats are ours. You don't get to claim those. You import them from us. The Do fat we? nation. Yeah, well, we make Tonics, uh, tonics tea cake, so... Yeah. Pfft. Oh yeah, renowned the world over for their the shop the shop along the road from me right now is selling boxes of seventy two tonics tea cakes just in time for Christmas. It's amazing. Lots of old people Uh, walking about with boxes. Dave, just just to go to Wikipedia, Kit Kat is a chocolate covered wafer bar confectionery created by Rowan Trees of York, United Kingdom. And there's no you edited the Wikipedia. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Alright, alright, so I, I bow to you, sir, in deference. I, I was wrong. Even though I'm pretty sure you stole it from an American. Have and a then break. you probably had him killed. <laughs> I wonder what um, kind of biscuits Arthur Morgan would have eaten <laughs> in Red Dead Redemption um, 2. Well, hold on. I, I do want to say I am not uh, nationalistic about my, my treats. Uh, those shortbread cookies were really good oh, from nice. last year. Oh, yeah. They were, glad they you were like ace. Okay, anyway, all right, so on to uh, the adventures of Arthur Morgan. So the world is uh, flat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's one of those. (laughs) He's one of those guys. No, um, so I guess the very first chapter of the game has you and the gang gang running away from Pinkertons after being chased out of a town called Blackwater. And you are heading up the mountains to the peak i guess to try and get away from the pinkertons you end up in an old mining town that's been abandoned and it's it's winter time so there's just a blizzard there's your horses are like up to their knees in snow um and the gang are there trying to survive trying to find somewhere to go so your first couple missions are to find a camp um to investigate the surroundings to kill some animals and that that's kind of the introduction to the game how did you guys find the introduction the uh, the opening is done very well like like the first thing that strikes you too is wow this game looks really good yeah mm-hmm. like it was worth sitting for 40 minutes while it installed it, it it is a very good looking game the opening now i have a question for you guys so when uh and this isn't a spoiler because it's literally the one of the first things you do mm-hmm. when you go to the house with dutch yeah and the people did you shoot before asking questions or did you let that conversation play out i let the conversation play out until something happened where it felt th- I, th- there must have been a notification or something visual that said oh cuz other people came out from around the side of the house yeah, didn't they yeah. and then you think yeah. okay shit's going down here that's uh, i started shooting first after that point i just thought you know what i'm i'm taking these guys out yeah i, I noticed the dead bodies and went oh 
something funky's going on. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm with you, Craig. Did you guys notice like the first thing I noticed was the the way the snow kind of stuck to clothing. Um, yeah, I thought that was a really fascinating thing. I don't th- don't know if any other games done it quite as well or even at all, but. I spent a couple minutes just kind of like chucking myself around to see how the snow would stick to my clothes. I think the first thing I texted you about was actually put on your headphones and listen to the sound of the horse yeah. walking in the snow because so that sound effect is the best horse walking in snow sound effect I've ever heard. <laughs> now, have you ever heard a horse walking in snow? Because I haven't. I've never actually, but if I, I imagine that's exactly what it sounds like. In fact, I think real life is going to start sampling Red Dead Redemption <laughs> 2 for that sound. Now, see, I didn't even notice the snow, to be honest with you. My brain was just like, yeah, it's snow and games. Whatevs. So I think the way we played, you guys took a little bit more time to stop and notice your surroundings. Whereas... Uh, when you've played as many games as we have, guys, the gating of mechanics bugs me. And when they gate it this hard up front, it kind it kind of bugged me a little bit. It's nothing like, you know, throw down your controller and yeah. rage. It was just, okay, can we get to the part of the game where I can do the whole game? Yeah. Yeah. And while I really like that... Which is like four hours... It's a very long time before it goes, here, have the reins. We're done driving your horse. Yeah. Um, the, the scenes in the cabin were really good. Like, like it, it really grabs you right away. Mm-hmm. But you're very much on rails. It gave me the wrong impre- impression of the game at the start of it. Because one of my first notes, like my first impression in inverted commas, <laughs> it was, this feels like Red Dead Redemption had a baby with Uncharted 4 while Cave Johnson shouted at them when to change position. <laughs> oh my gosh, if there's, if there's Cave Johnson DLC, this game truly is 10 out of 10. <laughs> Dutch, to me, is the, the Wild West Cave Johnson. He's just as angry and shouty as him. So, yeah, my first impression was it feels like an Uncharted 4, like Uncharted 4 set pieces where the main event, when you hit a level and it was a big set piece thing, that's what it was but I felt like after that it lost all of that awesomeness so the set pieciness masked the fact that all everything was gated about it I didn't even really think about the open world that was going to be hitting I was going to be hitting because I was too engrossed in the set piece story which is done really well it's like oh, oh I, yeah it's even done really well <laughs> Even the little things like like with the wolves, yeah, that's a very good set piece. I mean, that's something I got to give Rockstar. They're almost as good as like Activision at creating these really high tension set pieces yeah, that yeah. work really well. Um, okay, so we we started to drift a little bit. Let's get back to mechanics. So let's let's take the one you're gonna do the most here, your horse. How do you gentlemen feel about your horse? And what did you name it? My first horse was called Luke. Giddy up, partner. <laughs> I I have mixed feelings about the horses. I feel like this is with a lot of the game, actually. There are mechanics on top of the horse, like you've got, you can brush him to keep him happy. You can feed him to keep his, uh, his stamina, up, stamina up. You know, th- these kind of things, it felt like they were bolted on to something that just didn't need it. So I found myself not really engaging with the more mechanic-y side of the horse. I just jumped on and ran until I got a bit tired and then, and then waited and then ran some more. Um, I would say this is about as good as the Breath of the Wild horse mechanics. You know, the ones that nobody ever used while playing Breath of the uh, Wild? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's a similar thing, and your horses are stabled, so there's stables about the map, and your horse will be at every stable, no matter what. It's very yeah, um, it's very good. I mean, for having that in the wild west, I don't know whether they just followed you and made sure to transport your horse from stable to stable. Yeah, it, um, it was it was ridiculous. They had teleporter technology. Yeah, <laughs> I really lost the horse mechanics. Am I the only one that did? Like, I oh no, I, did, I, I mean, I, I felt like I okay. bonded with my horse. I felt like. I liked the way that it leveled up, and as it leveled up, you got more control, and 
I mean, like the perks for leveling up didn't really seem worth it. But you know, when you first get on your horse, it's quite unruly. It'll do things you don't expect it to do. Um, I like the way you have to clean it and feed it, and I really got into that aspect of the game, and it it made it even more devastating if you lost your horse. Luke, what did you name your horse? Oh, my my first horse was called Buck, uh, and she was unfortunately shot by some passerby. <laughs> uh, and I, I was really, really upset. <laughs> and then I named my next horse uh, Roach, and she didn't have a good outcome either. <laughs> what about you, Dave? Now, see, uh, uh, well, first I named my horse Nash, and he lasted me the entire game. Nice. Uh, he fell off many cliffs, yeah. landed on his face. His neck went through his body at some point. Mm-hmm. But he was—he was, he was a real trooper. Yeah. Um, Craig, <laughs> did you lose a horse? Um, yeah, I, Luke. Unfortunately, once I finished my maximum bonding with Luke, I left him at a stable and never got on him again. He was never to be ridden by me again. Um, my second horse, Mike. I accidentally ran off a cliff. He snapped his neck. And, um, unfortunately, I couldn't recover him. I had no sugar cubes or whatever the hell it was you could to recover a dead horse. Um, my third horse, Dave, was a big war horse. He saw me through to the end. All right! And I was upset towards the end. I think out of everything that, that I didn't realise how much I had bonded with Dave <laughs> as I, I, you know, I, I wasn't conscious of it, but when things happen, I kind of thought, "Oh, that actually made me feel things that I didn't know I was. I wasn't expecting that." Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, Craig, I just want to say here, and we can edit this if we need to, but uh, ride me to glory, <laughs> ride me, Craig. <laughs> um, uh, no, I did not bond with my horse at all. As a matter of fact, I killed my horse at the end. I figure, <laughs> you know what? You've had a good run, Nash. It's time to go. And I killed many a horse in this game. I I was a widespread horse murderer because that is the quickest way to get somebody to stop. Did you guys shoot horses? I didn't. I lassoed everyone. Yeah, I didn't either. Wow. I I like horses. I do too, but, uh, you know, sometimes they gotta go. (laughs) And if you gotta rob a stagecoach, you just plunk both the horses. They're sitting there doing nothing. I never robbed a stagecoach. Uh, I, I did a couple. All right, so, horse mechanics. All right. So, in this game, both you as Arthur and your horse have something called cores. This is officially the dumbest thing ever created. Now, what the core does is, uh, think of it like a halo shield. You have your stamina, and then you have your core. So think of it as, like in Halo, your shield and your health. Your stamina will always regenerate as long as you still have a core. And to upkeep this core for both you and your horse, you know, you need to stuff about 45 tins of beans down Arthur and about 32 sugar cubes into your horse. My Well, first of all, how do you guys feel about this mechanic, the whole core system? It's all bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. There's I do you ever feel like this game was made by multiple teams across the world and that they just kind of glued it all together at the end? Um I just totally didn't see the point in this mechanic. It added nothing. It I mean, I don't think I ever needed to actually eat or by the time I'd done a mission, my health had gone back up. It just seemed like a pointless little thing at the bottom of the 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 screen that took up screen space. Yeah. Um, I'm very much It seemed to be yet another thing to tediously pay attention to in this game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely with you, Luke. It adds absolutely... And when a mechanic doesn't add anything, you really have to ask, what's the point of having it in there? Mm -hmm. I never engaged a lot with the kind of hunting and roaming and you know being a cowboy for the sake of being a cowboy side of things i wonder if it makes more of an impact if you go full you know like cowboy and have to camp out and eat and hunt and sleep and change your clothes when the weather changes i did a lot of that right so the one thing i kind of noticed about halfway through the game is 
there are these mechanics there for you if you choose to use them. But if you don't want to use them, that's completely fine and you can completely ignore them. Now, I, I part of me wondered, why are they there? And then part of me thought, maybe it's because some people really like that part of the game and others maybe don't. And they they chose not to explain that. I did a lot of hunting in this game. I did a lot of exploring. I did a lot of living out in the wilderness and like, you know, keeping my cores up because, you know, you have to hunt to eat. Otherwise you will die eventually. Um, and that part was useful, but the whole HUD mechanic, the, the whole um, core mechanic just didn't seem like it added anything, especially with a dead eye. The dead eye system seemed to rely on it so much. You didn't have enough of it, in my opinion. And it just seemed like a something you had to micromanage. It took you out of the game. Yeah. And you had, on top of that, you had to inventory manage to make sure you had items to cover your dead oh, eye we'll, recovery. Oh, we'll talk about the inventory. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so hold on. First, I never paid too much attention to the course, ever. Uh, I don't care if my horse needed to get brushed. I will just walk through a river. It's fine. Um, did it... Does it actually kill you if you let your core get down low enough? Your health will stop because, regenerating, or your dead eye will stop. Your stamina will stop regenerating. Well, I know. Yeah, I know it does with with dead eye. I didn't know if it would actually kill you or not, because and I paid zero attention to it. I never let it get that far. I felt like I had to keep on top of it. But there was something engaging about going out and into the wilderness and going and hunting for your food and going cooking and eating and keeping yourself alive and. <sighs> I didn't do any of that. I just went to camp every night and slept. Yeah, so did I. Whatever. All right, so Luke, I kind of can see your point, but when that part of the game does not mesh at all with any other part of the game, I kind of don't care. You know what I mean? So I, I, I had this discussion with Craig, and you and Craig absolutely beasted this game like to the point where i mean i completed it relatively quickly in comparison to the rest of the world like i was in the top 10 percent of completions you guys must have done it within like the first two weeks of it coming out and i wonder if it's maybe just our play styles are different like I, i chose to try and embrace different parts of the world that i found engaging or i was interested in while you guys just seem to focus on the core story and gameplay of that um, no, I did. Well, I did most of the side quests. Okay, yeah. like uh, any of the side quests. I did. Uh, I killed out of the four. What are they? Uh, I want to say notorious monsters, but um, like the big game the hunts. Legendary. I killed yeah, like yeah, th- yeah three legendary aminals, aminals, legendary aminals. <laughs> yep, that's what I said, and I'm not like it. I did a good chunk of the game, but yeah, you're on. You're partially right because once I got about halfway through. I want to say the New Orleans type town. Yeah. I just, I was done. Like, all right, I am done with inventory. I am done with cores. I don't care about hunting. I just want to see the story. See? So I kind of did half and half. I might be the complete opposite in the sense that I ignored the side quest stuff because I didn't know the quality of it. Some of the side quests were like really good and some of them were like really, really rubbish, like fetch quests. Horizon? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but um like there'll be times i'd be riding along and i'm like oh what's up that mountain and i just go up and explore then like six hours later i'd finally come back to whatever else i was gonna go do and the world they do a really good thing of like having little bits of wonder here and there on the road to other objectives that kind of take your attention i guess it's it's kind of like the breath of the wild thing mm-hmm I, it's funny though because I I did I did story I did all the side missions story missions then you refresh change camp whatever yeah. all the side missions all the story missions refresh that's all I did I never ever got that feeling that I got in Breath of the Wild where you speak to someone in a path and before you know it it's eight hours later and you're like what was I doing again I'm just like standing <laughs> in the middle of the woods yeah, and Breath of the Wild does it so well but I think I don't know what it is about this game I think it's when you hit the map and you see all of those quest markers I'm a very I'm like a, I'm going to clear those quest markers now kind of person and I okay. didn't you are a Far Cry fan yeah, so I yeah. think it's compulsory at this point 
I think it is, and I never ever did that with Breath of the Wild. I don't know I, why. So it, it's a long-standing thing that I think Skyrim is a terrible game, and this game does a lot of the same thing. Yes, you can look at that mountain, and you can go there, because this world is enormously huge. I would say detrimentally large, but if there's not a reward for your curiosity, then your curiosity very quickly gets snuffed. And I get it, I know beauty is in the eye of the beekeeper and all that, (laughs) but you need something to go, oh, I'm glad I checked what's over there. In this... There is no reward for going and checking what's over there. I totally because disagree. Because even if there is, you can't carry it. Well, that <laughs> that is one problem, yeah. Um, I got quite interested in the the compendium. So Arthur carries a book, and he, like a journal, and he, he takes note of all the animals and where they are. And like you can go and um, you can go scope them out and learn a little bit more information on them by studying them now you can't do that once you've killed them you have to do it while while they're alive and when i started it would be like oh i wonder what's up there oh look there's a pack of wolves or there's a this type of badger or but then i noticed that it's not just animals on the ground it's birds as well and i got really fascinated with the way they would move around like if you watch an eagle it'll go and hunt and it'll pull pull fish out of water and then if you follow it you can follow it and watch it eat the the fish like there's so much detail to the world and how it all evolves and I just completely fell for that. I found it really interesting just on a like a admiration admiration value of what developers had actually done. Oh, like the microcosm yeah. part of it, the ecology. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about what you're doing another 85% of the time. The shooting. Um <sighs> <laughs> the shoot, I don't think the shooting's evolved from Red Dead 1 at all, and that wasn't the best either. It hasn't evolved since GTA 3! Yeah. Um, the Dead Eye system is satisfying as ever, going into slow motion. Really? Ta- I, I find it satisfying tagging people, but see, for like free flow combat and just shooting, it's just not... not it's not a shooter. Um, I played half the game up until that previously mentioned New Orleans town mm-hmm. with auto aim on because it's on by default because yep. it's a rockstar game. Uh, then played the rest of the game with it off completely manual aim. And it's still very bare bones. Mm-hmm. Not really fun. It's not fun. Like to- here's the, Oh God. Oh, I was just going to say, if you get into the right pattern, you find the right weapon, something kind of like, medium range rifle, all you do with the auto aim on is left trigger, flick up ever so slightly, headshot. (laughs) Left trigger, flick up ever so slightly, headshot. And if you get into that rhythm, sometimes you accidentally shoot someone's hat off, which is pretty nice. But, it's... uh, I wasn't a fan. Um, well, my... I think it's going to be an inherent problem with this kind of game. Because... They want the shooting to be very cinematic. You're doing it while you're riding a horse. You're mm-hmm. doing it, you know, while a building's on fire. You're doing it, you know, the whole town's coming for you. You're doing all these kind of set pieces stuff. If you had, say, first-person shooter, Battlefield, Call of Duty kind of controls, the set piece would fall apart a little bit. Yeah. Did anyone and so play first-person? No. Uh, I tried it for like 20 seconds and went, yeah. oh, Okay. <laughs> It's, it feels and, the same uh, as Fallout does in third person. Uh, yeah, it just it doesn't, doesn't feel, feel right. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, except sadly you don't have that Fallout kind of, you look like a marionette while you're walking. <laughs> true, true. I completely um, agree with you guys. I think they missed the trick. Like, I didn't like the shooting in Grand Theft Auto, and it's just feels like they haven't done anything with that system, as you say, since the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 games, and it's feeling old. It feels tired. It, it it doesn't make sense. Why have they put so much time into like things that are probably not required, like birds, and not fix the shooting mechanics? Yeah, it it is a little weird, and I mean, mm. it's also like the whole. Oh, I can't say that because that's that's final thoughts. All right, <laughs> so um, moving on from shooting, this mm-hmm. does have the usual open world 
uh, let's say systems around it. You know, you'll find a new town. You'll go and see what weapons they have. Oh, you can't see what weapons they have. No. So the buying and trading and inventory system. Have a field day, gentlemen. It's brilliant. It's an absolute masterclass. <laughs> in how to- <laughs> yeah, I, 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 by the halfway point, I'd kind of got to the, you know, I'd got to terms with it and just had to accept it. And then by that point, I started to have more fun with it. But as you say, not being able to buy weapons or pick up just other people's weapons unless it's part of a story or part of a heist didn't really seem to make much sense now it didn't cause a problem because you could theoretically you could go right through the game with the the weapons that it gives you at key points but it takes a little bit of that open worldness away from it if you've got to do set things to get weapons and it doesn't really tell you which i think is another point we really need to cover on is like the whole control system and the way it gives you information on a whole um but as someone who quite enjoyed the hunting aspect of it, I hated that I couldn't fit enough of the animals into my my inventory. The horse could only carry so much. So it became like... Well... Sorry. Like, here's the weird thing, right? Like, they go ultra-realistic with how much a human person could carry mm-hmm. and be comfortable. That's yep. fine. That's great. But why can't I put everything in my saddlebags? Yeah. Like, there's no transfer to horse like there is in The Witcher, which makes just as much realistic sense. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, like, it'll constantly tell you you've not got enough room to pick up this item or this body part or whatever it is. But it doesn't actually tell you how to or what you need to do to clear your bags out. Or, um, And there are options to upgrade your bags later on in the game. But yep. that seems gated as well in the sense that some of the animals... It is parts to get the the items are on the other side of the map in an area that you won't be at until maybe chapter four or five so i don't know it just doesn't feel like it all joins together it's not like a far cry game where here you go you need an upgrade to your your bag to carry more ammo of this type of weapon oh look you're in the right area for these three animals you need to collect not you have to travel like 30 minutes across the town or the the world to get them well It'd be like or Far even Cry, the except game. it would be like Far Cry, except if the developers had developed it in such a way where you started at point A and they very carefully made sure that you went through B, C, D, E, F, G, instead of just going from A to P to Q to M. I can't think of any more letters, but you know what I mean. It just for an open world game, it doesn't feel free enough. No, yeah, you're right. Like, to use your Far Cry analogy, it's like when you open up your thing and go, oh, I need tapir skins. Mm -hmm. And then you realize there is no way on the map that they've given you, there are no tapirs. You have to wait until you move. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So so all the side stuff they give you to where if you want to role play and immerse yourself and just explore, Mm -hmm. there literally is no point to it. Yeah, well, that's the best way to explain how I played the game uh, on top of the side quest, main quest thing is I didn't engage with one single role-playing mechanic whatsoever. I didn't upgrade the camp. I didn't eat. I didn't upgrade my horror. You know, I didn't do anything like that at all. Oh, see, I did it all. Pointless. Um, Well, uh, in case you're wondering, the guns are locked behind story progression. And that really, really sucks because... I, I like shotguns, and mm-hmm. I wanted to be the shotgun bandit, and <laughs> it wouldn't let me get a shotgun until about chapter four. So, and and the worst thing is, is that they let you look at all the guns that are coming up, mm-hmm. but they just have the little lock symbol on it. So it really is kind of badly designed that way of like, here's all the guns you will get. No, you can't have them yet. You'll shoot your eye out. It's a bit like going into the co-op. And picking up a Kit Kat and taking it to the till, and the person at the till going, I'm not selling you that Kit Kat until you've eaten your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that might solve the obesity problem, though, Craig. <laughs> By the way, your dinner is a sack of flour. Yep. Um, so, right. how many times, so- guys, did you jump off a horse to bust into a firefight with someone, only to find <laughs> that your shotgun or rifle had been moved into the horse inventory? <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like, oh, I have uh, no uh, weapons. It, it it is very much um not ideal. What's the word I'm looking for? It very much describes this game. So when you get on a horse, if you're on a horse for more than, what, three, four minutes, mm-hmm. Arthur stows his guns. You know, you put your, your long guns into the little side sats there, and then you holster your guns. That's perfectly fine and realistic. Good job. Yep. But when you get off the horse, he pulls out three different guns for no reason whatsoever. I don't know why they don't just keep what you had equipped when you get off the horse. And it got me killed once or twice. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's not a shotgun. You'd have like missions. Though, that's a 22 where... varmint. <laughs> you'd have missions where you'd go, you'd get off your horse and you'd be like, oh shit, I haven't got my rifle. So you then run back to get it from your horse. And the, the character that you're you're fighting with, the NPC, will be like, hey, where are you going? You're going to fail the mission. You can't do that. You can't run back. Like, hey, hang on a minute. Just give me my guns. I can't go through this with two revolvers. <laughs> well, uh, that's actually a really good point, Luke. Um, in this open world game, they put a lot of boundaries on where you can go when you're in a mission. There is no Hitman style, I'll figure this out the way I want. You can't Mafia 3 it where you just go in and kill everybody, then accept the mission and go, oh, hey, they're all dead already. You can't do that. Yeah. Did anybody try to shoot story important NPCs? No, I won't let you. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, the reticule. Even if you end up shooting them later? Uh, yeah, you can. I never checked that. At the start, I tried to kill one of um, the O'Driscoll boys, but then I realized it was one of my own guys. I'm like, why won't you shoot him? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Remind me never to get into the Wild West with you, Luke. <laughs> can we? Um, um, can we move on to? I think one of my biggest frustrations with the game is the control layout in general. It feels like they tried to do too much with the PlayStation controller. And to begin with, I thought maybe it's maybe it is the game that has so many controls. But this hasn't been a problem for many other games that have very, very complicated controls. An example of poor controls, I think, is loads of things being mapped to the same button. So, for example... Oh, to yeah. S- to speak to somebody whilst you're on your horse... I can't even remember the controls, but you, you hold down one button. It's hold L2. Yeah. Right, so I jumped off my horse to buy a newspaper from a kid and I pressed L2, which drew my rifle, and then I pressed R2 to speak to him, which shot the kid in the face <laughs> in front of everybody in the town. <laughs> I'm just like, why, why have you made it like this? Now I'm going to die and this poor kid can't sell me a newspaper anymore. That's, what what yeah. is the world coming to? <laughs> to be fair, the kid deserved it. He wouldn't shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I absolutely agree. I shot many a poor lady and man in the face. Because, whoops. Yep. And see, normally you could say, well, just be careful, you dipshit. Then I would absolutely agree with you. But in this, you are doing the same monotonous motion so many times over that, you know, it just becomes second nature to your hands. And when your talk to NPC is the exact same as shoot, yeah, that is not good. No, it's not. And... Uh, yeah, it does. Just it's something that just does. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked at all. And I can kind of, I can kind of get what they're getting at with some sort of contextual awareness of what situation you're in before you go and press a button. But it doesn't work when half the time you're built on working off reflexes. So you reflexively do something, and it doesn't have the desired outcome. It's not. It's kind of sad when you can honestly say Monster Hunter controls are more intuitive than this game. And so a lot lot of what we've already discussed here is in service to them wanting you to take your time. Mm -hmm. Like Rockstar wants you to go through this game incredibly slow, which is fine. I can accept a nice slow game. I, I like nice slow games. But the problem being is it doesn't feel like, guys, take it slow, drink all this in, look how much we've done. It seems more like, okay, put a big open patch here that they'll have to walk through because we don't have anything interesting going on. A lot of what they seem to have you do feels like padding, not immersive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely I- got those vibes as well. And sometimes I thought, it was because that's the way the world would have been back then and maybe like a little bit of um symbolism of the the 
the Vanderlyn gang in general do not like the way the world is going. They don't like this modern revolution of everything being fast and and being instant almost, you know, with trains and cars almost coming in. It's they 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 like the old world where everything's kind of delicate and small and slow. I don't know if you guys picked up this, on that. Now see, now see that I wonder about, and we'll talk more about this on the story discussion. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I don't think they don't like it because of the world modernizing. They don't like it because they can't get away with their shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's which what I, yeah, that's and what I took from it. If Rockstar wants you to take your time, then reward the player for taking their time. But it doesn't. It just gives you more hassle. Like, do you... uh, Here's a very dumb thing. Like, a lot of times, a couple of the missions anyway, you'll need to get cleaned to go to a ball or because you want to impress your horse named Luke, who's been (laughs) in the stable. And every time it is the same long cutscene... You hold this trigger to watch this limb. You hold this trigger to watch this limb. Making stuff like that, just, you don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, like the cooking. Whereas, did you guys cook any animals? I did once and then went, yeah, right. Yeah. So instead of being able to cook maybe one animal at once with one animation, you have to do, like, the command for pull the pull the, that, the bit of meat out and stick it on your knife. Oh, you want to burn it a bit more? Hold R2. Now you've cooked it, what do you want to do? Do you want to eat it or shove it in your bag? Okay, now do this for the other 25 animal pieces you've got in your bag. And by the way, that's a 15-second animation. Like, oh. It, I <laughs> think I think Rockstar really enjoyed Heavy Rain. I thought you said kick. <laughs> Did anyone ever kick any animals? Like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, I did that once as well. It's not... It's not great. It's, some of it's pretty painfully slow. I think the problem with the pace... It's a, it's a, a core problem with the pacing is it's like um, a roller coaster of dips and troughs. I don't know what the word... I don't know how to get two words that means one high and one low of pace. Peaks you know, and a, valleys? Peaks and valleys, something like that, where you, you, you're in a story mission and it's fast-paced and it's cinematic and it's great and you're loving the story and then before you know it, you've come to a dead halt and you're, you're, you've got to painfully walk to the barbers to get your hair cut before painfully walking to somewhere to start another mission and then it's really fast again and you're going fast and it's amazing and... You, and I, I felt like the whole bit in the middle, the slow bits, could have just been a loading screen and they could have just turned it into a <laughs> linear game or something and I would have been happy uh, with yeah. it. And on that exact trail is also those pointless 20-minute rides they make you do back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I got really frustrated with this about halfway through. Um, do you guys remember the parts with the where you had to deal with the tribe? And then go back oh, to Dutch yeah, and deal yeah. with the tribe, and then go back. It was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, um, and I'm okay with no fast travel. Like mm-hmm. I play open world games without fast travel. I play Witcher without fast travel or Skyrim without fast. I, I don't necessarily love fast travel. It's just when there is nothing interesting. Yeah, a saving, at all on this ride. A saving grace of mechanic, which actually was a downfall of. Arthur on several occasions of mine was if you hold down the touchpad while riding a horse to a story point it will go into a kind of, it'll go letterbox that'll turn into a cinematic type thing and you'll get different camera angles you can put down the controller and just watch Arthur ride and for run five straight minutes. into a stagecoach Yep, so I go to the toilet, pee, <laughs> and I can hear gunfire. I come back through, and before or not, I'm off my horse being shot because I've run into someone who's taken umbrance at the fact that my bloody character's run into someone. Um, so it has its pros and cons, I suppose. Another problem, and I know, Luke, you got really frustrated with this, and so did I, was if somebody starts a fight with you, whenever you retaliate, you are instantly branded murderer and they're coming after you yeah this is they a- could be shooting at you for 45 seconds you shoot once and and instantly you've got them on your tail this is a thing that has bugged me and i think this is the main reason why i don't like the grand theft auto games is like the escalation of the the police seems so far-fetched that it's unbelievable like they you can be in a town and you can accidentally hit somebody with your with your horse 
and you'll get the same retaliation if you shot somebody in the face. Like, you'll just get everybody on you, guns out, full-blown, there's no way to defuse the situation, there's no way to apologise. Um, you know, this happened to me in one town, and I thought, right, I've only accidentally nudged somebody, surely I can just hold L2 and start some conversation with the police. And there's none of that. Like, I haven't got my weapon out. The situation is I've hit somebody with my horse, I've jumped off, and now I'm being shot at by three or four different people with more people coming at me. And it, as soon as you t- retaliate more, you just get a bigger and bigger bounty on your head. And it's like, I don't know why Rockstar continue to do this. Originally in the, the Grand Theft Auto games, that was the game. You know, the very first Grand Theft Auto go- games, it was how quickly and how much carnage can you cause and everything you do, more and more police are going to come. They just Rangar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense. Like, if you're trying to make your game realistic, then strip it back and make it realistic. Um, on the bounty note, the bounty mechanic, I think, is flawed anyway, because at the point where you rescue someone from jail, you shoot, you you kill everyone in the entire town if you want. You can walk through that town and murder everyone, women, children, chickens, all dead, right? And then you leave and you go to pay off your bounty at the post office and it's $85. And I'm like, mate, I've got, f- I've got four grand in my pocket right now. Here's your $85. I muddled an entire town, but um, thanks for letting me off. Um, the perfect example of, of Luke's problem, sorry to take this no. back a bit, is in one of the towns, there is a guy outside the town that is challenging people to do a draw. And you watch him do a draw with somebody, and he shoots them dead. And then it's any other challengers. And so you, you, you saddle on up, and you get over there, and you pull your gun, and you shoot him. And then you're wanted. I think Even I though it went into the hand. draw interface. Yeah. Well, he just killed a guy, and everybody's yeah. standing around clapping. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? And then it is. It's very yeah. wonky. So you got to be very careful what you do. I've just realised, guys, it's a very, very, yes. very... We're quite down on the mechanics of this game. <laughs> uh, yeah. I keep on trying. All I'm thinking is, I want, to, I want to pick this up. I want to put a positive spin on this. But all the positivity comes from the next episode. <laughs> yeah, it'll all be in the next episode. Here's something that I know bugged Craig a little bit, and it also bugged myself, and I'm sure Luke. Um... I like how when you rob something, whether it be a stagecoach or a story mission, whatever, a cut goes to the gang. Mm -hmm. That's a nice little verisimilitude right there. You're part of a gang. Half of what you get goes to the gang. And you can then upgrade your camp, all of which are absolutely pointless. Mm -hmm. But you can upgrade it and you can donate to a till. So I guess the reasoning is if you donate enough, then when you're on story missions with the people, they will have better equipment. You can donate thousands and thousands of dollars and nothing ever changes. Nothing changes. And people don't donate. There's a point in the game where I donated $400 or something like that because I was like, perk the fuck up. People were, you know, it's not that hard times. And then you go for a period of weeks where you're not at the camp. You, I returned to the camp, opened the ledger, and there was like one person had donated in the past two weeks. And I had donated $400, and this person was like 50 cents into the tin. Yeah, you like have that. to upgrade the camp for them to... Like, you have to start upgrading the, the parts of the camp. And they will donate, but it's nowhere near as much as you donate. Nah. Um, th- this just felt like another system that didn't quite fit in, like it had been made by another team and... I mean, by three quarters of the game, it do- really doesn't matter about the camp anymore. Like, I kind of felt like I'd wasted my time on it. Yeah. The biggest bit with the camp that ended up with the money and the bounties being off that kind of struck me was the the essence of the game and the reason you're going on and on and on and moving camp. And you're looking for one big haul of money. Dutch. Oh, shit. Shut up. Okay. I'm tired of hearing I know, about I know, one more I score. I, 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 and it's, yeah. But you're looking for one more score, and the, the amount of money that you rob when you're trying to build up to this ends up being a pittance compared to what's in your wallet. So, right at the end of the game, I donated seven grand to camp. And that's like, that's more than what Dutch is after off one job. It's like, we can go to Bermuda, guys. <laughs> exactly. Let's go. I've, I've got it. Don't worry. I've got this. I'll get the boats. But it's, 
it doesn't tally up. We'll we'll talk about it more. Yeah. Uh, once we hit the next episode, but yeah, I'm kind of split on that, and I'll explain more on it second time. But I also don't know if more of these story missions that come to a head and things change after it should have been for other purposes than what they are. Yeah, yeah. I know where you're getting at. Um, there's a couple of things I'd like to say. It sounds like we're ready to close this one out, but um, one negative and one positive. One negative is I learned a lot more about this game from other people and YouTube videos than I did from the game itself, and that really, really winds me up. Like, why put all these things into your game if you're not going to tell people about them? Um, I mean, there is a cool part about, like, speaking to well, your friends. Well, that I'll disagree and... with you on because look at something like Dark Souls where 80% of it was discovery. And the discovering of something in a game hits a really different thing in your brain than most other games do. Like, let's say you're playing Mario and nobody's told you there's a triple jump, but holy crap, you just did a triple jump. That feeling you get from discovery is very important. But a lot of what they left for discovery, I'll agree with you, is stuff that shouldn't have been left for discovery. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on games where like it's a mechanic or it's a it's a weapon type or it's a room or something something interesting that gives you that oh geez. But when it's something about controls, like if you hold up and then that'll allow you to aim your gun up so you can scare people more, or the thing about letting go of the controls and your horse will kind of navigate itself around things that you feel like should be explained because they're part of the basic controls or mechanics that I don't think sits well with me. Yeah, I can agree with you on, I mean, I mean like the shooting stuff, I, um, this can be edited out, but mm -hmm. the shooting stuff up in the air, as soon as you hold the aim button, it says it in the bottom right of press this to shoot up. Well, I mean, maybe that is a problem though, that bits of information will appear on the bottom of the screen while something else is going on and then boom it's got you like finding that bit of information again you're like uh, okay what was that i'm sure that was important but i have no idea how to get that. oh yeah you have that whole i saw that 45 minutes ago now you want me to do it yeah Crap. Uh, um i will say a lot of these complaints that we've had wouldn't necessarily be complaints if there weren't two writing factors on this factor number one is everybody saying this is 10 to the 10 best game of the generation yeah. which i think is abhorrent to say that number two would be if there weren't so many better designed mechanics wise at least open world games in the last this year alone mm -hmm. yeah i'd agree with that as well so it may seem like we're a little down on this and we trust me next episode will be a lot more positive but it's kind of in comparison that the mechanics start to fall apart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I can honestly say there's not one mechanic in this game that A, was unique and original, and B, I clicked with at all. Like, I got tired of the horse cleaning. I got tired of inventory management. I got tired of cleaning myself. I got tired of shaving. I got tired of wiping down my gun, which, yet again... So your gun degrades over time. That is great nod to realism. That will happen. You don't clean out a gun. The barrel will be plugged with all kind of gunpowder residue and just gunk. And you have to clean it out if you want it to be accurate. Good idea, guys. But even when your gun is at the lowest condition, which I let it drop to, nothing changes other than it drops a little damage. Why not let the gun jam? Or why not let the gun be ruined? You know, explode the end of it because you just tromp through snow and there's mm -hmm. snow stuck in the barrel things like that they they constantly take these half measures towards realism and there's a big one coming up but it's locked behind a spoiler and i don't want to say yeah and a nice i mean on the nice nods to realism it's something that just popped into my head when you said something there but you can't cut your hair longer <laughs> or cut what? you know what i mean uh, like you have to wait to grow I'm your beard. I'm pretty sure they had weaves back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, right. You can pick a weave, but so, so you put can, a weave in that sucker, Arthur. A when you go and shave, you can only go shorter. Yeah, that's a nice little nod. A positive. I think this game has one of the best sound designs of this year. Maybe the the sound really captured me. This it captured me in this game. Um, I think not just just the sound effects and. 
all the other sounds of the world, but the music, especially like the the jarring little bits of violin that you'll get. Oh, or the oh, guitar. Yeah, they can or, rot in hell. Yeah, I knew you didn't like this, but it really, really grabbed me. I, I totally loved it. I am a sucker for a nice Western song. Yeah. Uh, every time I've been on BGM Select, I bring the Western. Yeah, yeah. This soundtrack was a disappointment to me. Yeah, I can, I can understand. It sounded that. too John Williams, it, and then you had that discordant psycho violins going. I was like, what? What is this? I loved it though. Like the the really distorted guitar. Yeah totally my thing and it, it follows on from the first game the first game had all these all these things as well yeah there were only like four or five tunes in the first one that i liked could because i don't know i guess it rings like a discordant note in my brain of like this isn't supposed to be like this <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know if dynasty warriors played lazy listening music it'd just be weird um and i i will agree with you on sound design only as far as voiceover work the voiceover work in this game is phenomenal. Yeah, it's on another level. Um, the other sound design stuff, to be honest, I can't say I paid too much attention to it. My patience was running really thin with this sucker, so I didn't really pay too much attention. Oh. Well, um, I paid attention to the. I'm with Luke on the, the the sound effects, the voice acting. Yes, the music I wasn't a fan of. I wasn't a fan of the the vocal artist, the guy. I don't know who it was. Oh, yeah, that song was a little on the nose, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> but I like that. Overall. It wasn't as good as the Jose Gonzalez track from Mexico. No. The many miles we walk. The many things we learn The building of a shrine Only just to burn That's the way That's the way Look, anybody, if you're going to do this, if you have, say, a main character coming home to see his mother after years of being away, you don't play Ozzy Osbourne's <laughs> Mama, I'm Coming Home while he's walking down the street. It's a little on the nose. Um, and bonus points for me were in the cinematics of some of the levels. Luke, you noticed it. Dave, I'm sure you noticed it. But some of the things, like when you walk up in your posse, you get off your horses to go towards the plantation house. The yeah. way Ooh, the fixed camera good is positioned. And it does that across the story missions. The story missions are these... And I'll, I'll, we can talk about the actual story missions, but the, the way the cinematography in it and the way it's shot and set up, it doesn't fit for the open-world gaminess of it, but it was it's really, really amazing. It's properly good to you know play what? through the story. I think your point really makes a lot of sense there it's like half the team wanted a nice linear story focused game mm-hmm. and the other half was like no open world yeah and you really feel it in some of those story missions they're just like really hard can you imagine playing uncharted but you had to sit on the plane you know to get between locations <laughs> real time and, and yeah and play with a rubik's well, cube say, or something like that <laughs> see at the end of persona 5 i think we all said that the game really could have done with an editor this game and all the problems we've listed in this episode totally feel like they're only there because Rockstar seem to have an unlimited budget and they can just do whatever they want and take however long they want. And and everybody will love it. Yeah. I mean, that, that was one of my... I think we all, by Chapter 3, had the same feeling of why are reviewers giving this a 10 out of 10? This is, this is average at best. Um, and... Once I'd got over that hype, but I think it, it, I kind of settled into a bit more. Did you guys have that period of transition of realizing this isn't what it's gonna, what the media have made it out to be? I was, uh, funnily enough, like close to that plantation mission. Yeah. When I started seeing the reviews come out, and I was flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, really? Yeah. Um, because I'll tell you what, this sure sure as hell doesn't win the Spider-Man fun to get around <laughs> no. map <laughs> that, award. That should be one of the awards um, in this year's Game of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would know what the winner is of the Spider-Man <laughs> fun to get around award. Uh, no, but uh, Luke, you kind of did it right there. Um, let's do a wrap up in case people don't want to listen to the second one. Give your thoughts on the your final thoughts on the mechanics as a whole. Leave the story out of it, and then that way, if people want to play it for themselves and see the story without spoilers, they'll still know what our problems were with mm. it. Okay. Um. Well, I I've already said, I think a big bit of it. Yeah, I didn't know if you had more. Yeah. You know, um. I think graphically and on an audio level, especially with the cinematography, like Craig said, I think this game is beyond par it's it's exceptional um but the mechanics and the world around it feel like everything every other game feels like it's doing it better at the moment um and it didn't it didn't fill the hype for me this part of the game but you should listen to episode two because that's where the the guts of red dead redemption 2 lies and that's the story I, I agree almost wholeheartedly. Any problem I have with the game is in the open world and the mechanics. Everything else about it, it the the look of it, the detail that's went into it, the animations, minus a couple of dodgy... Anim- like, one of my problems with the animation, actually, is the getting off a horse animation is the same for everyone. So if you get off the horse at the same time as someone else, it's like you're doing... <laughs> it's, uh, what's the word... Uh, you know, we uh, synchronized. Synchronized. I nearly said circumcised. Synchronized. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> circumcised horse unmounting. Yeah. That's 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 a new it's one. Rough. Um, I'm sorry, I'm tiled. Um, it's like synchronized. It, it some bits like that, but see, for the most part, everything is beautiful. There's one town that's kind of like an oil town, and if you look at the puddles, there's glints of you know. What have you ever seen oil and water? There's glints of that colorful. Oh, the iridescence. Yeah, it's the the detail is there. The 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 absolute tiniest detail is there, and the story is fantastic as well. The story is mostly fantastic as well. So, the problem I have with it is in the open world, and getting from story mission to story mission is. Um, Craig, how do you feel about all the horses on rooftops? Oh yeah. Okay. So apart from that, there was a couple of times, <laughs> uh, a couple of glitches, including one where I walked through an alleyway and outside to find a horse on the roof of a saloon. Um, just kind of like randomly walked off, face planted, and then got up and walked off like nothing had happened. Um, to be honest, I mean, to be absolutely fair to the game, there are only. I, I, count on one hand the amount of times where you think well that wasn't supposed you know like gl- proper glitchy it, f- nothingness shouldn't have or that shouldn't have happened which for this size of world is pretty good it's not yeah it's kind of something you agree to when you're like okay it's open world I know there's going to be glitches exactly glitches happen and um, they didn't happen a lot in this but when they did it was very noticeable uh, okay, so let me have a little bit of a preamble here because I am what you call a verbose blowhard. Um, <laughs> I love it. I really liked Fallout New Vegas. I really like Kingdom Come Deliverance. I really don't like Red Dead Redemption 2. And a lot of people are kind of stating that, oh, it's the nods to realism. It's the nods to realism that is getting everybody. No, I really like realistic games. See those other two were like in Fallout. It was fun to try to have to find a source of water that wasn't contaminated. Or in Kingdom Come, it was fun to try to find the right herbs and grind it up the correct way to put it in a potion. That's fun. <laughs> Everything here is well, okay. It's my version of fun. I heard that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it it all boils down to tedium, and it's tedium without a purpose. My horse. Didn't care that I never brushed him after the first half of the game. It still ran. It was fine. Everything that it wants you to do in service of immersion or realism is not backed up by any kind of mechanical reward for doing so, like the guns. And that really sticks in my craw. Because it is, like they said, it's just mechanics for the sake of mechanics. 
Yeah, totally agree. I, I can honestly say I did not enjoy half of this game. And it is the mechanics half. It's the, like we've been saying the whole podcast. The story is phenomenal. But every time I ended a cutscene, it was, oh, crap. I've got I've to go over there. Yeah. Oh, man. Every single time. So if you are looking to get into this, don't let the mechanics get to you if they get to you. There is some, you know, gold at the end of that really brown rainbow. Some redemption. Some re- Say it. Say it. No. <laughs> this, this game can be redeemed. No redemption, though. So, join us next week when we talk about everything that is wonderful and beautiful about Red Dead Redemption 2. This week was very much getting the poison out. I don't know who was sucking and spitting, but thank you very much for that. So, gentlemen. You know what, Luke? Yeah. How can people get a hold of us, find upstanding people who no longer have an audience? <laughs> um, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can email us. Just look for The Bit Effect, and the email address is thepitfect at gmail.com. And Craig, what could people do if they would like to, I don't know, suggest we play something? There is a contact form on the website where you can c- contact us with a game you would like to play. No, like us to play. You could also tweet us or messages or email us or whatever. I don't, I'm, I'm easy. Always the consummate professional, my friend Craig. I know, I know. He's really... I mean, we've only been doing this for two years. <laughs> oh my gosh, it has been two years, hasn't it? Yeah. Merry Christmas! All right. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Uh, Merry Kwanzaa. Uh, happy Rosh Hashanah? Or is that not in December? I don't know. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes, to infinity and beyond. Say goodnight, gentlemen. Goodnight. Goodnight. Fire in your eyes See the fire